Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. made me watch i know what you did last summer yes i did <laughs> there's like a weird blind spot for horror movies yeah i just recorded johnny mockney's we are movies podcast mm-hmm. this morning the episode that we talked about last week on this podcast with sam rager mm-hmm. and a couple movies came up in conversation that you had introduced me to like yeah. the vhs series uh-huh which I didn't see until you introduced me to those, yeah. and Cabin Fever, the Eli Roth movie. Yes. Yeah, for some reason, the block of horror movies that came out between me graduating high school and us dating is actually a pretty big blind spot for me. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. So, but you saw Scream, right? Like you saw. Yeah, Scream. I did see Scream. I, yeah. I saw a bunch of stuff, but there is a bunch of stuff that I missed completely. And yeah. I know what you did last summer and the sequel. Yeah, I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> are two of the blind spots yeah. for me. So we ended up watching the first one, mm-hmm. and um, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a it's not a great movie, but I mean, I think it came out right after. I think Scream or Scream 2. This was written by Kevin Williamson yes. before Scream, which did you know that Scream originally, the original title for it was Scary Movie? I did not know that. That's yeah. really funny. And then the Weinsteins were like, well, it's called Scream. And Wes Craven was like, Scream's a dumb name for a horror movie. Yeah. I think it's much more fitting for Scream to have been called Scary Movie because it is so self-referential. Yes, that's true. Right, it is a mo- like it's it's very meta in that it's a movie that worships horror movies. Yeah, so so Kevin Williamson mm-hmm. was able to Who, sell. Also, creator of Dawson's Creek. Right, <laughs> there is a little meta moment where they mentioned going down to Dawson's Beach. Yes. And I know mm-hmm. what you did last summer. Yes. So he was able to sell the script to this, even though he couldn't sell it beforehand. But Scream had been such a hit that people were like, what else do you got? And I think the reason that Scream works so well is because he studied all the horror tropes. Yeah, like he legitimately was like Randy in Scream, where he was an expert on yeah. the genre. But this movie sure fits a lot of those horror tropes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I think this was just like his stab at a... Pun intended. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yes, yes. At just like a basic horror movie where I think Scream did before what like Cabin in the Woods did, where it was very self-aware. Yeah. So Scream was like his smart horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I Know What You Did Last Summer was his just like basic horror. Yeah. Basic like slasher flick, basically. Yeah. It yeah. definitely is. It hits so many beats mm-hmm. of a cliche horror film. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. What was interesting for me, and I was telling you about this, that um, I know like Freddie Prince Jr. from mm-hmm. primarily from doing voiceovers for like Star Wars. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I've just known him as a guy who was always famous. That's kind so of. funny because he was like a teen heartthrob when I was right. a teenager. Have you ever heard the videos of him arguing? Star Wars. You you played one for me and it was hilarious. Yeah. Where he is so Yeah. He's funny. Well, he's so he's, gung-ho and like Yeah, he's so, so gung-ho that if he wasn't ridiculously handsome, you'd just be like, "Oh, that guy has never gotten laid." <laughs> <laughs> also, um I know what you did last summer is where he met his wife, Sarah right. Michelle Geller. Yep, even though they only have a couple lines to yeah, each other. Yeah. They're really only in a couple scenes. They're not Yeah. Hearing him argue Star Wars, though, is like, no, see, you guys don't understand, because I've spoken to George Lucas, so I understand (laughs) the balance of the Force. Oh, my God. I understand it on a level that none of you can even begin to comprehend. That's beautiful. That kind of makes me love him even more. Yeah. Like, knowing how, like, into Star Wars he is. Yeah. Yeah. But he'll do that rant, I believe, was laced with like all right listen you motherfuckers like he's yeah, so like he's swearing through the whole thing yeah. that's so like, funny it, it would seem like he was arguing politics today oh, when he's really just arguing star wars about why star wars is the greatest thing in his life that's great yeah i love it so this also stars ryan Philippe. yes in full-on douche mode um he's like okay so this came out in 1997 cruel intentions came out in 99 this came out before cruel intentions and they were like with cruel intentions like how can we make him even creepier let's have him fuck his stepsister yeah basically and sarah michelle geller is in that too i have also never seen cruel intentions really yeah I loved that movie. It's it's a good one. I like it. Um, let's see. Let's look up Ryan Phillippe really quick. He did something fairly recently where I was like, man, I really like Ryan Phillippe. But I was looking at his career last night when we were watching the movie because I found this movie to be a movie where you can kind of check out for a minute or two and yes. not really miss anything. Yes. And I can't figure out what it was that I saw him in fairly recently that I really liked him in. Mm -hmm. Like, he has a pretty big resume, but Mm -hmm. I can't really find anything on it that I super enjoyed. Well, he was in 2004's Crash, which was, like, the Oscar-winning movie that year. Yeah, but that movie was also notoriously a piece of shit and super racist and awful. Well, I think it was supposed to be super racist. No, I know, but I I think it unintentionally... Was like two. Yeah, was just missing the mark. So there was a movie that I saw him in after Cruel Intentions called Antitrust, where he's like a computer guy. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that one because he was basically like just like a low level hacker whose best friend gets murdered by this like tech billionaire and he's got to like prove it. So it that one was really good. That was like a thriller. Then 
Cruel Intentions, and then I Know What You Did Last Summer, and then it's just a lot of episodes of TV. He was in Crimson Tide, but he's just like one of the seamen. Uh, (laughs) Seamen. Seamen. But yeah, he's... Was he in that... uh, I know a lot of people didn't like it because they felt like it was too on the nose, but I liked it, and I'm in the minority on it, Bright. That series that takes, um, oh, or that movie that took like D and D characters and put them in present day Los Angeles. Let's see. Because I feel like whatever I saw him in that I liked, he was playing a cop. But I think he plays a cop in Crash. He plays I, a cop in Crash, and he's I hate, really good in it. I hate to think that I like Crash. Are you thinking of Joel Edgerton? No, Joel Edgerton played, who's also a Star Wars guy. He played Uncle Owen mm-hmm. um, in the prequels. He played, I believe, the. Um, orc in the movie so it's whoever his human partner was it was sort of like a alien nation movie where you yeah no uh, i know like will smith was his human partner right oh was it will smith is the lead oh okay i always confuse will smith and ryan philippe apparently (laughs) oh okay (laughs) well they're both young handsome guys true yeah Yeah. and they both kind of came up around the same time Yeah, I can see how anyone could. Yeah, anyone. Wait, which is the one? Is it Will Smith or Ryan Philippe who's in Wild Wild West? Will Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's sort of like Elizabeth Banks and Chelsea Handler for me. I cannot <laughs> tell Will Smith and Ryan Philippe apart. You're fired from this conversation. <laughs> and then, uh, is it Jennifer Love Hewitt is the fourth lead? Jennifer Love or, Hewitt I is, guess the lead. Is the lead. Yeah. She's the final girl. She is the final girl. So they're coupled off where like Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt are a couple. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Philippi are a couple. The brunette <laughs> couple are like the smart ones. And the blonde couple are like the pageant queen and the jock. Yeah. Which the- I will say it's really funny that they have Ryan Philippi as... As like the football star because it, it, I picked up on it finally last night. He went to college to play football. He's like the shortest guy. <laughs> He's like yeah. barely taller than Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> and pretty scrawny. Yeah, he was still pretty young. I think he was like 20 when he did this. Maybe even 18. He was really young. Sarah Michelle Geller wins the local town beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. And they go out to celebrate. They're on the beach drinking. Yep. They do sexy sex. Yeah, everybody has sex. Big orgy scene that they uh, pan to the ocean so you don't really get to see that's actually an old hollywood thing where uh-huh. like they start to kiss and then it pans away <laughs> yeah but um, let's the opening scene is a guy oh yeah, with yeah, like yeah, fishing yeah, yeah. waders on getting drunk on like a cliff. a cliff and he's got like a silver charm in his hand mm. so you see that yeah, and then we go to the beauty pageant. Then beauty pageant time. She wins sex on the beach, mm-hmm. and then um, second sex on the beach because there's a two drink minimum. Yes, and then uh, we're listening to the mighty mighty boss tones and driving around. So they're dry. So it's a very windy mountain road because it's like uh, they're in like North Carolina or South Carolina or something like that. They're in Ryan Phillippe's car, but Ryan Phillippe isn't driving because he's too drunk. But he's got, like, a bottle of whiskey, and he's standing up through the sunroof screaming. And he's like, woo! And then he drops the bottle of whiskey in Freddie Prince Jr.'s lap. And while they're all frazzled about that, they hit something in the road. Mm-hmm. I want to know why Ryan Phillippe doesn't get more fucked up. Because that thing <laughs> rolls over the front of his body. 
Yep. He doesn't get injured at all. The blood from yeah. the person they hit is, is on what's him. on him. Yeah. I'm like, what? How? He got like bashed in the face with a body. Yeah. So they go to check and uh, Freddie Prince Jr. is like, I think he's dead. And based on, based on I that. think he's dead. Yeah. They're like, all right, well, we got to dump this body. Yeah. They're like, we can't call the cops or right? I'm wasted. It's basically they won't call the cops because Ryan Phillippe was drunk and he had there was liquor all over the car because he dropped it. So they're like. We can't call the cops. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It was in the middle of the night. Whatever. I feel like this whole movie could have been saved if one of them said, okay, well, you don't feel a pulse. Maybe one of us should check and yeah. see if we feel a pulse. One thing I do want to say is, so a guy that I went to college with actually hit someone driving down the road in the middle of the night because the person was walking in the middle of the road, like just over like a hill. Okay. So, I mean, he was, like, going the speed limit and everything. The person was fine. I mean, not fine. They broke their leg. But the person survived. But it was, like, if someone's walking in the middle of the road at night, it's an accident. He didn't get charged with anything because it was this person walking in the road in the middle of the night or in the middle the of the road. Or the guy that you went to college with not get charged for anything because the guy walking in the middle of the road had killed a person earlier <laughs> in the night. No, no, he hadn't killed anybody. He was like a teenager. He was just like... Teenagers can kill people too. I know, but he, he, I don't, I mean, as far as I know, he didn't kill anybody. Okay, as far as you know. As far as I know. That's the important thing. So they can't... We should probably base things on certainty because when you base things on, I think maybe, then you end up in a situation like, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I yes. think maybe he's dead. I think he's dead. They also couldn't tell who he was. Right. Because his face was all messed up. Did they know everyone in town? <laughs> yeah. They're like, I can't tell who it is. Like, I get it's a small town, but I don't understand <laughs> why you would know who he is. Yeah. It's I also mean, like a fishing town. So there's a lot of fishermen like in and out. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway. I don't know the last name of our next door neighbor. <laughs> and I'm Facebook friends with her. I'd have to look. There are a lot of strange... <sighs> So yeah. they decide. So what they decide to do is they're going to put the guy in the trunk, and then they're going to drive him down to the wharf and walk down one of the docks and just dump him just over the dock, mm -hmm. just like right over, like not even try to like take him out somewhere. And but there's one thing I learned from Dexter: <laughs> <laughs> you need to go out a little ways. You need to go out. You need to find and wait down those bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You got to cut them up into little pieces. Yeah. Lo and behold, he's not dead. He's not dead. And he reaches up and grabs Sarah Michelle Geller's crown. Crown. And instead of saying like, oh man, we are so sorry, but at least now we're not murderers, they decide to become murderers. Yes. And throw him in. Ryan Phillippe jumps in the water to save the crown, not the human being. Then it's like one year later. <laughs> right. Cut to one year later. Jennifer Love Hewitt is just full angst. She's in college mm -hmm. and uh, made... One black friend, but one don't worry, because she's only going to be in the movie for one scene. Just the one. So this movie will continue what it started and be very white. Oh, it's, yeah, very, very white. It's the whitest movie. It is the whitest movie. Yeah. Turns out everybody's life is horrible now. Yeah. Well, except for Ryan Phillippe's, because he did go to college and did play football. He and Sarah Michelle Gellar have broken up. Right. She was going to go to New York and be an actor and save the world through her performance. Through her performing. Turns out 
uh, she moved to New York and it very quickly did not work out. Yeah, she couldn't cut it. She couldn't cut it. Well, because she was 18 yeah. and thought you just show up in New York and become a star. Yeah. Um, well, I remember thinking when we moved to L.A. that, well, I got a couple screenplays under my belt. I didn't realize that literally every single person in L.A. had a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> like you could go to 7-Eleven and the guys working behind the counter had screenplays. The homeless people had screenplays. Yeah. Everyone had a screenplay. Everybody has a screenplay. So any anyway, yeah. so she's back home working in her family's like boutique store, I guess. I don't know what it's like. Story it's is. like. I feel like it's like a small town version of a big box store. Yeah, but yeah. it's like tiny. Yeah. So it's not really a boutique because it's not like, but it's like, oh, we carry the stuff the mall would have, but like there's no mall. Was she working at the jewelry counter or the perfume counter? Perfume counter. So she was working at the perfume counter in what seems to be a mannequin store. Yeah, it's like tiny, but there's so many, there's a million mannequins. Which totally won't come into play later. Definitely won't. Definitely yeah. won't. Her sister's Bridget Wilson, I believe, yes. from Billy Madison. I think so. Let me see. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who used to be a great student, is like not doing great. She didn't do very good in school. Bridget Wilson. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and so Jennifer Love Hewitt has gotten a letter that her mom isn't suspicious of at all because no. it doesn't have a return address a nor a stamp. Yeah, it's just... Julie James. And when Jennifer Love Hewitt opens it, she freaks out, and her mom has no interest of what the content She's is. She's like, what does it say? She's like, nothing, never mind. And her mom's like, oh, okay, must be nothing. And she stares at it for hours. Yes. I watched a video on this today, and <laughs> <laughs> they pointed out that she was that staring at the letter for hours. Even though it's just seven words, mm -hmm. which is long for a movie title, but short for a letter, which I thought was the funniest way of describing That's that. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the letter says, I know what you did last summer. Yeah. That's what it says. So she goes to the department store where Helen's at, thinking she's in New York, but mm. her sister's like, yeah, no, she's like right fucking over there. Yeah. Then they go to find Ryan Phillippe. Who's home from college. All of this happens while Sarah Michelle Geller is on her lunch break. Then they go down to the boat dock. and mm -hmm. <laughs> Because that's where Johnny Galecki works. Because they think that maybe he's the one who wrote oh, the letter. okay. Because after they hit the guy, Johnny Galecki drove by and was like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, nothing. Like, <sighs> Ryan Phillippe's just wasted. So he's like fake barfing. Yeah. And he's like, all right, see you later. And it's clear that he has this, like, huge, ridiculous crush on Jennifer Love Hewitt. So, like, he drives by and then leaves. And they're like, okay, it had to have been him. He was the only other person that could have been there. Yeah. So, they also run into Freddie Prince Jr. at the boat dock, who's now a, f a seaman. <laughs> he's a seaman. He did not go away to college. He became a seaman. Yep, just like his daddy. Just like his daddy. Even though he didn't know his dad. Yeah. All he did know was that he was a seaman. So the Fab Four are reunited. Yep. And then Sarah Michelle Geller realizes that her lunch break, which has probably been about seven hours, yeah. uh, is almost over. So she has to go back to work. Yes. And um, Ryan Philippe goes to basically tell Johnny Galecki to stop messing with them. Yeah. And he like beats him up. Yep. Well, it doesn't even beat him up. He just like threatens him. He's like, you leave us right. alone. And then the movie takes uh, care to set up 
Johnny Galecki as a possible suspect because he carries a hook menacingly. Yes. And then he dies in the very next scene. And then in the very next scene, he's like sorting crabs and you you see on the ice block that the hook is gone and he's like, who's there? And then he just gets a hook to the chin. The killer is just like a guy in a in a fisherman. Yeah, slicker. just like a slicker in the hat, and like the slicker's buttoned up really high, yeah. so you can't see the face. I have no idea why he killed Johnny Galecki. I don't either. It, it's it's not like that kid did anything to him. Nope. It's sort of like uh, he shares the same enemies. You should be on the same team as him. Yeah, I don't really get why he killed him. Yeah. Other than to put later put him in um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's trunk. Right. To scare her. But then he takes it right out. They wonder why it took a year for all of this to happen. I think because he really had to meticulously plan all the setting up that he does. (laughs) Because I have never seen a a crazed killer in a movie, including Freddy Krueger, who can warp reality, have so much fun playing with people. Like, the stuff that this guy does, he breaks into Sarah Michelle Gellar's house. Yes. Hides in her closet while she's asleep, cuts her hair, puts a crown on her, writes soon in lipstick on her mirror. Yeah. And disappears. Mm -hmm. Like you said, he puts Johnny Galecki's body covered in crabs inside and out in Jennifer Loves Hewitt's car, and then- very quickly removes everything. Yeah, then and like cleans she goes inside to be like, you guys, there's something in my trunk, and they come back out and it's gone. Also and spotless. And spotless. And apparently and, doesn't have an odor. Yeah. Also, he goes to the gym that Ryan Phillippe is working out in, steals his letterman jacket, steals his car, and then runs him over with his own car. And then walks up to him. And then just walks away. <laughs> like, doesn't well, kill him. The camera faded to black. He had to walk away. <laughs> yeah. That scene was over. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He's really torturing these kids, except for it seems Freddie Prince Jr., which seems like that's the one who she- he should be the most mad at. Yeah, he was driving. He was driving, and also he's the one who's like, I think he's dead, instead of being like... When do you check his pulse? When do you check his pulse? I can't tell. And also, he was one of the ones who was like, yeah, no, we can't call the ambulance we can't call the police yeah instead this guy's going out of his way to mess with jennifer love hewitt who's the only person saying no we need to do the right yeah thing. we need to do the right thing here his motives are yeah <laughs> so they th- so the person that they think it is is this guy named is it david egan sure whatever i think his name was red herring something egan so they're like all right do you think he could have survived or that maybe it's one of his like surviving relatives? And they're like, well, there's no way that he lived because they found his body. Let's go visit his house. So for some reason, they go to his grieving sister's house played mm-hmm. by Anne Hache. Yeah. Just real weird. It was super weird. Being super weird. Just real weirding it up. Weirding it Ick. up in a way to make you go, oh, yeah, well, there's clearly no way she's the killer because she's too fucking weird. Yeah, like, you'd know. They go to see her, and then she just volunteers a ton of information about the death of her brother. And and a lover that she had. And a lover that she had. And they're like, okay, cool, thanks, bye. And they're sitting in the car, and she just runs up, bangs on the window, and is like, y'all forgot your cigarettes, even though no one in the movie smokes. I think Sarah Michelle Gellar smokes a cigarette in one scene. 
Oh. The one okay. where they're like walking around where she's at the store. She's like smoking. Okay. But that's it. Like she doesn't smoke the entire rest of the movie. There's one scene that she smokes in. But so I was who, like, unless why? you're deliberately trying to freak someone out, who runs up to a window and slams on it really hard? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like she's not like, hey, you know, she doesn't do any of that. She like runs up, like throws herself into the window oh it's just peculiarly threatening hmm. oh god so they find out through the sister that her brother actually the summer before that had gotten into an accident with his girlfriend and he survived and the girlfriend died right so there's that and that he killed himself and that they think and that there's a suicide note and everything yeah yeah but they're like, no, like he didn't kill himself. It was an accident. And she's like, get out of my house. What are y'all talking about? Get out of my house. She's like, she shows them the suicide note also. Here's a very <laughs> personal, <laughs> private thing. That I just have in this shed out here. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, and it's, it's a letter in the same handwriting, like the same paper or whatever that she's been getting her letters from that says like, I'll never forget last summer. And she's like, oh my God, it wasn't. We didn't kill that guy. He really did kill himself. It must be someone else. Yeah. And then Jennifer Love Hewitt finds out, oh, it's the dad of the girlfriend that was killed in the car accident. Mm-hmm. He went and killed the Egan boy. And then as he was leaving, they hit him. Yeah. <laughs> so while Jennifer Love Hewitt is trying to race back into town to warn the others. Sarah Michelle Geller has to be part of a parade. Another pageant because apparently now the outgoing queen has to help welcome in the incoming queen. Even though that be, wasn't the case last year yeah. when she won. And she has to uh be in a parade on a big ass floor. Yeah. Ryan Philippe goes around and just starts tackling people wearing slickers. Yeah. One of them's just this old man who's like, please don't hurt me. The look on that old guy's face makes you wonder if they didn't tell him what was going to happen. In that scene. I know. He like, was I like, felt legitimately bad for that old dude. He looked horrified. I was like, oh, my God, is he yeah. OK? Then, you know, they go to the pageant again where they just have Sarah Michelle Gellar sitting awkwardly on stage watching everyone. Yeah. And Ryan Phillippe is watching from the balcony and the killer comes in and kills him. Kills him. And I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. So we're it, starting to get rid of the principal yes. cast. And she, you know, she sees it sort of. And for some reason, she tries to run up the center aisle and everyone stops her. And she's like, let me, yeah, let me. Pe-. Like, who would be stopping someone if they were like, oh, my God, and just ran up the aisle. And they go up there to investigate the murder and another thing we learned from dexter is that if you stab someone repeatedly there's going to be a lot of blood splatter yeah nope in this case there's just a little bit dripping from a railing yeah that everyone misses except for the cameraman exactly so sarah michelle geller is devastated and leaves the pageant early and then goes where the fuck does she go i don't know but the killer chases her and she goes to her sister's store that's right and oh the cop's giving her a ride home and he sees that he's like i have to take the alley and while they're driving through the alley there's a truck with the hood up he's like hold on i'll be right back it's the killer and he kills the cop and then sarah michelle geller is able to just kick out the window of the cop car you know how you're able to do that yeah and uh, she runs away to the store where her sister is. And her sister finally lets her in, even though the killer's right behind her. Mm-hmm. 
And then she runs upstairs to call 911 and her sister goes to the back of the store to lock, lock the, back. the back door that was unlocked for some reason. And, Even though um, the front door was locked. Yeah. Whatever. But the killer who is like fast like the maybe he's a superhero maybe because he gets around very quickly he does get around very quickly he manages to run around the building which is in like a a little uh downtown block yeah get inside the building Uh before bridget wilson can walk a straight line to the back yes she screams because the killer's inside and kills her and kills her and instead of staying on the phone with 911 sarah michelle geller hangs up on 911 Goes down to investigate. He's like, Elsa? And one of the mannequins isn't a mannequin. Yes, because they're all covered in plastic for some reason. Like, at the end of the night, they have to... I'm so confused. Well, anyway. if you put mannequins in plastic at night, it keeps them from coming to life. Oh, you're right. You're yeah. right. Except for that one. Just well, he wasn't kidding. a mannequin. You're right. He, was he a, wasn't a mannequin. A yeah. He chases her through the building. She jumps out the window. Running through an alleyway, there's a parade at night, even though there was a parade earlier in yeah, the day. Yeah, even though there was a parade earlier in the day, there's another parade and, like, fireworks. Yeah. And there's, like, tires stacked up in the alley for some reason. Mm-hmm. That's where you keep tires. Yeah, just, like, a bunch of tires with, like, some convenient hiding spots. And instead of running all the way to safety where other people are, she stops in the alley to turn around, and somehow the killer... Has caught has, up. She jumps out a window, second floor window. So mm-hmm. he goes down to the main floor, goes outside around the alley yes. to get between her and the parade. And he uh, stabs her in the tires. And they cut to like a aerial shot. Mm-hmm. And they show the parade and like how close she was to the parade. Yeah. For some reason, the people in the parade, the band is marching down the sidewalk. Yes. Instead of... Instead of in the street. Right. So, where like... Where people watch on the sidewalk. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was... Ugh, anyway. Usually, I hate those YouTube videos where it's like, everything wrong with Star Wars Solo in 15 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. But this one pointed out so many things... Yeah. ...that were wrong, where I didn't notice last night that the parade was on the sidewalk. Like, parades I, never are. Well... I didn't notice it last night, but I did. I remember watching this and being like, how come none of the people watching the parade can hear her? Because no one's watching the parade. Because no one's watching the parade. It's just the parade. It's just the parade. Whatever. So then, oh, she's dead now. Jennifer Love Hewitt is trying to find everybody. And she runs into, uh, she goes and sees um, Freddie Prince Jr. And then realizes that the name of his boat is the name of the guy that showed up. That was dating Anne Hayes. That was Danny Anne Hayes for a minute. And she's like, oh my God, it's you. You're the killer. So she starts running away. And as he's chasing her, as you do, he gets clotheslined by somebody. And then the guy's like, girl, get on my boat. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, you just keep running away. Like, yeah. And instead of going, you know what? I'm running from someone who I don't know who they are exactly. They could be you. I'm just going to keep running. She's like, okay. Okay. So she runs on the boat. And then. And the guy who, you know, of course is the killer, doesn't kill Freddie Prince Jr. No, just leaves him yeah. on the dock. And then. Again, the guy who hit him with the car and pronounced him dead, maybe? Yeah. He should really be the only person he was pissed at. <sighs> yeah. So he just leaves Freddie Prince Jr. like on the dock. Yeah. Probably just like, <gasps> like, you know, because he got all the wind knocked out of him. And he takes his boat off the dock and like 
starts driving it away, and then uh, apparently- Jennifer Love Hewitt has no problem with this until she finds a bunch of clippings to realize that he's the dad, he's the killer. He's the killer. And instead of just like jumping in the water and swimming back to the dock- Runs all over this boat and goes like deeper and deeper into this boat, this fishing boat. Finds her dead friends, which how he got Sarah Michelle Gellar's body there so quickly- that's a question. I think he not only has super speed, he has the power of invisibility. I think so, too. He's pretty amazing. Or it's like super speed that he can travel faster. Maybe he can stop time and he just sets up everything Maybe. he needs to do. I want to write a, all these years later, I haven't forgotten what you did that one summer, remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and explain that he has the power to control time. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, That's I'll, the only way this movie yeah, happens. I know. Is if he can stop. So that. there's basically like this ice pit in the in the middle of the boat yeah, somewhere for, to keep the fish. The fish, fresh. yeah. So that's where all the bodies are because you want to keep those fresh. She just runs everywhere on the boat. Freddie Prince Jr. comes to and is like, "I'm going to take this motorboat here and I'm going to chase down the fishing boat." So he jumps onto the fishing boat and now the killer is like. <sighs> God damn it, not you too. I mean, I, I wanted to kill you and I had a chance to like a minute ago, but but I, I guess now I'm going to have to kill you. Now I'm going to have to kill you. Chases him all around the boat, finds Jennifer Love Hewitt, and then Freddie Prince Jr. hits him in the face. He swings the big hook on the boat. Yes. And it is the exact length to like hit him in the face. Hit him in the square face. Square in the face. And then he gets caught on something. He reaches his hand up and gets caught on, yeah, the rope pulley thing. The rope thing. pulling it up, like the pulley thing. And then it pulls him all the way up and cuts off his hand. <laughs> and then I guess he falls in the water or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, maybe he drowned. I mean, I know we thought he drowned last year on this day. Yeah, but. But he came back. So, but this time he's probably. He's probably dead because we did find the hand in the hook. Yeah. So. I mean, if this movie makes enough money, he's not dead. No. But if it doesn't make enough money, then yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Good news. It made enough money and he's not dead. And he's not dead. So they fall in love. (laughs) They fall. They get back together. She's talking to him on the phone. She's like, I miss you so much. I host New York because he finally went away to college in New York and she's in Boston. And she's like, teehee, I made the dean's list. Everything's turning around. And then she notices written on the shower door, which first of all, there are never glass shower doors at colleges ever. Someone wrote, I still know. And then crash. And then he crashes through the end. The end. Sets you up for the the sequel. (sighs) This movie had so (laughs) many jumps in logic and unnecessary jump scares and just oh yeah no faulty (laughs) when we first watched it i was like well that was kind of neat i enjoyed it but now you're mad yeah (laughs) i mean not as mad as i've been at previous things Mm -hmm. but i did not like this i remember really liking it back when it came out but on the rewatch i'm like oh this movie's really bad i think because horror as a genre has gotten so much better it really has yes there are still slasher flicks but even slasher flicks are done better now horror is such an amazing genre now i mean like movies like get out and um, And we were talking on johnny mockney's podcast we are movies today Uh, one of the movies 
they picked was Adam Wingard's You're Next. That's a really good one. So you have like all these independent filmmakers Mm -hmm. from the mumblecore genre that were like, you know what? We're just going to make really good movies Mm -hmm. on a very small workable budget. Yes. So that way they don't really have to generate that much money mm-hmm. in order to get a profit we just want to make good films so you have all these really good filmmakers really great filmmakers. that are also like yeah we love horror and we love thrillers yes i think we're in a new golden age of horror movies mm-hmm. but the 90s were not the at 90s all. were not i mean with the exception of like self-referential movies like scream, scream. and um after Scream, uh, Wes Craven did the Nightmare on Elm Street one, where it was mm-hmm. like, well, now that we're not making Elm Street movies, Freddy is going to invade the lives of the people who made the Elm Street movies. Mm-hmm. Like, these meta stories. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's really fun because, I mean, that kind of led to movies like Cabin in the Woods. Yes. That, and, you know. We're aware of the cliches and wanted to do a a satire in a way that was was also a very good version of the thing it was satirizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The 90s. (laughs) As much as I liked this movie when it came out, it does not hold up. No, no, it does Um, not. Considering, like, the horror fan that I am, it is disappointing to go back and watch movies that I loved and be like, I don't like it. It's not good anymore. But there are exceptions to that, though. Like, I think Saw was... We did watch all of the Saw movies when we lived in L.A. Like, they were free at the library, so we just, like, kept Yeah, we did a marathon one weekend of all the Saw movies. It was awesome. And, yeah, some of them are better than others. Oh, yeah, it's definitely the law of diminishing returns on the Saw movies, but... But they were very clever. Yeah. I mean, the first two I thought were pretty great. The Final Destination series is pretty well done. Final Destination series is very well done because the last one loops back around to the first. Yeah. And I thought that was incredibly well done. Well, I mean, there are some movies that I remember being good, like The Faculty, which is, yes. you know, largely... It's kind of a supernatural movie. Right. But it, it's, I believe, a, another Kevin Williamson movie. It is, yes. I it think, is a horror movie. Yeah. Still. But I think that it was just a case of, you can tell that this is an earlier script than Scary Movie or The Faculty. Yes. Because absolutely. This, because he definitely grew as a writer after this. But mm-hmm. this is also in that genre of, well, what if we take all the pretty people from Dawson's Creek and put them in a horror movie? Because horror is a genre that makes money on its own just because you have people that will say, let me go see a horror movie. I don't know anything about it other than the fact that it's a horror movie. Yeah. And then you also put these bankable stars in it. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, of course it made money and you could do a sequel for it because yeah. it's a formula that on paper makes sense. Yeah. But, man... <laughs> it does not age well at all. You're absolutely right. Yeah, no, it didn't hold up. It really, um, it was pretty laughable through a lot of it. It's completely implausible and impossible for mm-hmm. one person to have done everything that he did in this movie without yeah. there being some sort of supernatural thing going on. Yeah. And which apparently there just isn't. Which there doesn't seem to be because it's it's very early. It's established very early. that He's just like this girl's dad. Yeah. Well, not very early, but it is established that she's, you know, he's just this girl's dad who died. And apparently it's not a news story at all that the father of this girl murdered 
or accidentally killed a year ago disappears on the anniversary of her like yeah i don't really get how he got out of the water how there wasn't some kind of news story or some kind of investigation over a guy who clearly needed medical attention after this maybe he wasn't hurt that bad at all and freddie prince jr is just really bad at taking a pulse and maybe he just went to work the next day <laughs> that's why it wasn't a story where he's like man if if those kids ever come back from college, I'm going to start murdering them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was it was odd. It's it's a pretty flimsy story. Yeah. Well, this wasn't the best one you recommended, but good news, it wasn't the worst one you recommended either. Oh, thanks. I'm yeah. glad. Well, I have Do a I bunch think this will other... be the low point of our Halloween Shocktober? Yes. Yes. It's really too bad because I had a bunch of other like horror movies that I thought you would like. So next week, the plan is that we're going to bring Sam Rager back with mm -hmm. Santiago. Their podcast, My Eulogies, Please, mm -hmm. has just released Yes, uh, last week. New episode today as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to bring them back so you and Sam can make me watch Candyman. Mm-hmm. Because I've never seen and that. And maybe be making Santiago, because I don't know if he's seen it. Yeah, I, I don't know if he has either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we will end with another recommendation from Johnny Mockney, mm -hmm. um, seeing as how we both enjoyed Waterworld so much. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, is that I do trust his opinion on movies. Okay, well. I thought this would hold up a little better, but yeah, it does not. <laughs> I guess if you want to watch it and laugh. Nope. Didn't find that much humorous about it to laugh. I, I thought just... a few things were kind of silly. I can't remember what they are now, but I remember turning to you a few times and being like, <laughs> I think I've seen in clips before where they show that weird, they do a lot of weird aerial shots because I think they got like a crane that they really yeah. wanted to get their money's worth out of. The one where Jennifer Love Hewitt is going, you know, why are you waiting so long? Oh, what are you waiting what are you, for? Why are you waiting so long? Yeah. She, it's it's hilarious when she screams, what are you waiting for, huh? What yeah, are you waiting I, for? It's yeah. so funny. It's like, yeah, just kill these kids already. Yeah. That's a funny shot, though, because <laughs> it's just really funny. I'm yeah. <laughs> also, Freddie Prince Jr., like, he's a good actor, but in this, every scene he's in, he looks like he smelled a fart. Where he's like... <laughs> What? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, he just looks like he, just like, not a strong fart, but just like a little bit where he's like, is that a fart? Like, every scene he's in. Yeah. Oh. Like Louis said, the podcast is called You Made Me Watch, Not Yay, I Got to Watch. So, True. And you definitely made me watch. I, did I know make what you, you did watch last it. summer. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be. I have a lot of good movies on my list. I'm sure you do. I do. I'm sorry that we haven't been watching those lately. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe you still think we're going to have sex. Oh, for real? <laughs> not after you making me watch this. Are you being serious right now? I'm kidding. I'm going to throw you this dick. Oh, hot. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when you say it like that. Yeah. Noise. So romantic. Can I leave my Golden Girl shirt on? <laughs> I insist. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Can I leave my Barney Miller underwear on? Yeah, I guess so. Can I leave my Night Court socks on? Just one. Nice. Nice. Cool. Hot. Can I leave my She's the Sheriff butt plug in? Uh, and scene. All right. Till next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.